Greetings, it's Terry, Cottage in the Court. I hope you had a great week last week, and I hope you made time to celebrate National Public Gardens Week. I know we're all itching to get outside, and while we may not have been able to make it to our public garden of choice, I'm sure that if you checked online, there are places where you can sit in your armchair with your favorite libation and visit a national public garden somewhere. I had the pleasure of speaking with Sharon Loving of Longwood, one of our favorite and better known national public gardens. Let's hear what Sharon has to say. (laughs) Please just call me Sharon. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so, so much for spending a few minutes with me especially this week where we are celebrating our national public gardens. Uh, As a docent for the Trust for the National Mall, this is so important to me because public gardens are there to inspire us, bring us joy, and also just to make us smile sometimes, you know? So what, what, tell me about your little backstory, your journey to Longwood Gardens. Well, um, thank you for inviting me here today, Terry. It's a pleasure to meet you. And I actually started uh, in this field. um, My parents had a farm, and I wasn't so much into growing vegetables as I was into growing flowers. So uh, my parents are from New York, and we moved down to Maryland, and they would bring me to Longwood. When I was young, like someone else I know, I believe exactly. you, you and I may have crossed paths. I don't we know. Probably You're did. Too young, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I just fell in love with Longwood, and I went to school for horticulture. And uh, you know, I never thought I'd get a job here. To be honest, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll have my own greenhouses. I love floriculture production. I did that for a while. I had a floral design background. I did that. I was really into ornamentals. And one day I was just visiting Longwood and I applied. I And I was so intimidated to tell you, Terry, I was so intimidated. I didn't even fill out the whole application. I just, I stapled my resume to the application and I left, never thinking they would call me. And oh. I, so I've been here for 40 years. <laughs> no. So yeah, close to 40 years. And I started as a gardener. And I've worked my way up through the department, and, and it's been a wonderful journey. You know, the people here are incredible, very passionate, smart team. So, Have you really been there for 40 years? Yes. And started as um, a gardener, and then I did design for a while, and I designed the conservatories, and then I moved into a management role. Mm-hmm. And I've been in this position, I think it's been now almost... 15 years. Wow. You grew up with Longwood then. I did. I've seen a lot of change. Uh, it's been a fabulous, fabulous career. No two days are alike. Mm-hmm. And I've just been very blessed to be here. Yeah. So your your journey to Longwood was your, your parents planted a seed. 
They did. And I actually have pictures of myself here, my siblings. You might be walking past. I don't know. We may have been here. But, um, you know, of the main fountain garden, for example, when we're, I was 13. And actually, I worked on uh, that project of the restoration of the main fountain garden several years ago. So it's been full circle for me. Yeah. How does that feel? You know, because you've got a much broader perspective than most. How does that feel watching your workplace in the outdoors just evolve? It's been incredible. It's been incredible because I've had so many opportunities here. And I really feel that Longwood takes care of their team members. They really, we really focus on professional development. How can we help people grow? How can they, you know, how can they not get stagnant? We want the best people here. And if they need to move on, that's fine, you know, but we've, we have a, we have great education programs here, uh, internships and professional horticulture uh, positions uh, that these folks graduate from here. And we have a fellows program. So we have all these different um, levels of education. And just to see the students come through, they're inspiring. The staff here is inspiring. So just Longwood has really changed from this private estate, you know, to a public garden. Mm -hmm. And the transformation that has had the most rapid acceleration has been in the last 14 or 15 years with our current uh, president and CEO, Paul Redmond. Uh, he really took us to another level. So even though a lot of us can't get out right now, when we do, why should America visit Longwood Gardens? Well, you know, I, I think during this trying time that we're all in, uh, getting outside and especially uh, enjoying beauty because Longwood really does transport you to another place. You know, we're, we like to say we're a world apart. Mm -hmm. And that's not from an elitist standpoint. It's we want to transform whoever comes here away from the worries of the world, you know, really heal them and have a place where they can reflect and just really, especially during this time, um, we're committed to creating a tranquil and beautiful place for people to be. And I think that's the most important thing right now that we're focusing on with laser-like focus. Longwood is a enormous operation and we have a lot to offer. We have um, mission-based programs in horticulture, education, and the arts. We have a wonderful performing arts pro pro program, as you know, and fountains. But when we really look at what people are coming for, or especially now, it's that connection with nature. It, I don't care if they're out in the meadow garden or in the one, one of the more formal gardens or in the idea garden getting ideas for their home. It's really about for them to pause and reflect on what they're seeing and hopefully learn something that they can take home with them. Are you all open now? We are not open. We're under the governor's mandate. We're still closed. Um, only essential uh, workers are, uh, we, we were approved to have staff here to care for the garden. And one of the really cool things I'm excited about is that we started a program. Uh, we it's, it's not copyrighted. It's, we took Rosie the Riveter with a garden trail. Mm -hmm. And we have asked everyone in this organization to come help us in the garden. So we have marketing staff, guest services staff, IT staff, facility staff, the president's office, admins, everybody we've asked to come in and help work. 
with us and help us care for this place because as you know if you let a garden go it could get to a point where it's very difficult to you know recalibrate and so it's been amazing the outpouring of support we've gotten from the longwood family because we we've gone from having you know 1200 people here terry between our wonderful volunteers our students our staff we're down to a couple hundred people um here unfortunately and um it's been tough it's been tough uh for the people that we haven't seen our our, our internal friends and and we miss our guests it's so right now we're closed and uh we hope you know the governor's looking th this summer to reopen so we're full steam ahead you know we're planting our summer crops now out in the garden and we look forward to welcoming everybody back we're going to be at the gate and with our masks on and our special gloves, but we, yeah. we are looking forward to welcoming our guests back. But isn't it a good feeling to know that collectively, the team, because it's not just a job, it's a team of the people at, at Longwood are pitching in to make sure that things stay on track? It, it, is, is, it is very moving for me because, you know, we had to train them. Because, you know, we have somebody from an office or an IT setting, they may, they have no idea what we do. And so the first thing our team did, we, we developed, well, first we had a crisis management plan the first couple of weeks, just what are we going to, you know, put out the fires, make sure we don't risk any core collections. And then we moved into caring for the garden. And in order to do that, we had to set up a complete uh, educational uh, tutorials uh, system that anyone signed up, for example, to prune. This is the safety, here's the method. Or you want to pull weeds, this is the safety, here are the methods. Safety's top of mind with us. You know, that's critical first and foremost between the social distancing and the CDC guidelines that we're adhering to. Just, you know, when you're working in the garden, that general safety that we know as gardeners and horticulturists, how to use pruning shoes properly, how to prune, uh, kneel all day weeding. They didn't know that. But one thing I can tell you that's a silver lining of this, I've gotten so many nice emails from my colleagues. I had no idea this is what it took to maintain this garden. And this is wonderful. So there's, you know, we're all seeing each other's perspectives. Yeah. And I would imagine, too, that some of the office types that had never really gotten, I don't know, a little dirt under their nails, I bet now you might have even grown a new gardener in the midst. That is our hope. That is definitely our hope. And um, I, it's been fun to watch people where they choose to work because we're not assigning people to any specific tasks that they have to do. We ask them to sign up. Here are the categories where we need help. And it's been fun to watch, you know, where people will want to put their efforts. Some are in the floriculture greenhouses growing the crops. Some are out weeding. Some want to just be out there pruning. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that we do have a lot of new gardeners there. <laughs> so, okay, so where, what area do people not want to work in? Uh, right now, I think it's, it's, it's all the weeding, you know, that's mm -hmm. not that exciting. Mm -hmm. um, but I just looked right before we got together and they're signing up for every category. So I think one thing we really had to be careful about was, the, you know, the physical uh, exertion level. Mm -hmm. of each uh, of each task because we didn't like i said the, the main thing here is making sure everybody stays healthy right. and uh so you know i i think we have a couple of, uh tasks that are you know pretty uh, significant uh, physical exertion and those we basically took offline uh, because i said you know unless we handpick those people i don't want anybody you know 
getting hurt. So, right. but really everybody's been great. That's awesome. That is truly awesome. So when you guys do throw open the gates, what, what exhibits do we have to look forward to? Well, the wonderful thing is, as soon as this happened, we immediately went into planning mode. Longwood is an organization that plans constantly, and our team is very good at looking ahead, and we immediately sat down. As you know, crops are scheduled months and months in advance of being grown, and we said, what can we continue growing? What can we, uh, what do we need to stop growing because of reduced, uh, you know, hands in the garden? And what, and what do we want to highlight? And so we, we, unfortunately, we didn't have a spring season uh, really here that our guests could enjoy. We saw it, but they didn't. So we've been sharing a lot of this, this online, which is a whole nother uh, tangent, but um, to look forward to when we open the gates, we'll have our beautiful summer display. So we have all our annuals and perennials. We're bedding everything out. Our conservatories are gorgeous. We just planted that. Um, and then in the fall, we're still continuing to grow our enormous uh, thousand bloom chrysanthemum, yeah. which is our iconic mom, which takes thousands of hours to grow. Oh. And so that started now. And the, and the aquatics this summer, they're on, they're on schedule and we'll have that beautiful display. Mm. And for Christmas, we have a special treat because, you know, we, 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 we think our, we're hearing from our, our family, our, our, our members, is that, you know, they miss Longwood so much. They're sending us notes. It's really wonderful mm -hmm. and powerful when they write us. And um, for Christmas, we're, we're going to do uh, Tradition Continues um, at Longwood because there's so many favorites and things that they love that we want to bring back. We had a whole different display that was kind of, you know, kind of edgy and that's fine, but that's not what we need this year. Right. We want to comfort yeah. people. Mm -hmm. So we want to go back to a more traditional display. So we're already working on that. In fact, because a lot of the staff couldn't come in because of the mandate, we had only essential staff for the first three weeks until we got more uh, uh, approval from the governor to bring more people in. We were sending projects home where thousands and thousands of Christmas lights have been sorted, cleaned, and ready to use to put up <laughs> this fall for our Christmas display. So I couldn't believe it. We got through all of that. 5,000 strands of Christmas lights or something to start. Wow. And then it just went on from there. So. Wow. But you know what? I bet no one frowned. They they were like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, people have been itching to get back here. They're mm -hmm. like, when can we come back? How can we help you? And I said, well, you really can't come back, but could you, do you want to stop by and pick up? We have a, a wonderful research program. So we have a tissue culture lab mm -hmm. and you have to wash the little test tubes in there. And, I, and we have this, Terry, we have almost 300 volunteers in our department, just our department, oh. and they're incredible. We could not do what we do here without our volunteers. We just couldn't, and they want to come in. I'm like, oh boy. You know, so, so we did figure out a plan for, at least for the staff right now, they clean all the test tubes, and the volunteers are, uh, really want to get back to it. but uh, oh. we have to do that carefully. You know, we don't want anybody to be at risk, so that's right. our main concern. Right. Well, um, and, and you know what else? The comfort of being in such a beautiful place all day, every day, and then all of a sudden to have that snatched away from you, I would probably just die <laughs> if I were here. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've been here so long. And when you walk through the gardens every couple of days, I walk around, 
And you know, it's just not the same without our guests. I've been here at night alone. I've been here on days we're closed alone in the past. At times we're closed. Well, well let's face it, we were open every day of the year prior to this. Yeah. But I would come at night when we were closed. And you knew the guests enjoyed the garden all day, but mm-hmm. now no one's here but us. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad for us because that's what we want to do is share it. That's, I think that's what's so important about you know National Public Garden Week, as you mentioned. Yeah. And, and, and that's why we're in it. We want to connect with people and plants and connect wow. People to the plants, and whatever we're enjoying the beauty, but that's not what it's all about for us, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'll I can jump in your pocket tomorrow if that'll help. I would love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I can't so, wait for you to come back. <laughs> oh, oh, you will see me this year, that's for sure. Okay. So, one question I do have, final question is, if there was one garden message that you had for the listeners today, what would that message be? Um, I, I think especially now, um, I just want to ask people, to, you know, to really, if they have a chance to be in a garden space or, or a park, anywhere there's nature, to just, to just to sort of pause. Because everybody right now is in such an uncertain place. And there's so much beauty around us in nature that without all these other distractions going on, you know, try to try to find a moment where you can really focus on the details and the beauty that's right in front of you. I mean, I think that's what we've all come back to here, that it's, it's not always about, um, you know, all this other stuff that's going on in our world that distracts us. It's, it's about taking that pause and really letting nature heal, heal you. I, I really think it's important. And I know a lot of people don't live near, you know, a public garden, but there are parks or there, are, you know, urban settings with uh, street trees. Anywhere you can get near nature and just take a pause and reflect. I mean, what's really important right now? You know, mm-hmm. your health, your mental health and well-being, and your physical health and, well- and your family. So yeah, that that's the main thing. Yeah. We do a lot of special things here at Longwood. We we take horticulture to highest art form. And that's great. It's what we do, and many gardens do. And I just, I would just ask people to. The other thing is, Gary. I mean, I know people are trying to figure out how to help others, and if there's a chance in the future to help your public garden in some way, whether you volunteer or you, you know, if someone had donations, a lot of a lot of public gardens are on a very tight budget, mm-hmm. and anything to do to help those those that are trying to lead this effort would be really appreciated just because these are such important spaces for all of us. You know, it's, it's, it's the new, uh, you know, it's the center of town. It's a place where you can gather and, and enjoy each other's company and, and really equalize everything. And I, I really feel strongly about that. And I, I know Longwood does as a whole, you know, it's a community square and, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm very concerned uh, for the future of some of my uh, colleagues gardens because of this, event like in many things in our world right. so if you love right. plants maybe you could figure out a way if you have time you know that but i really want people to pause if they can right right well national public gardens are important for everybody even if you're not a gardener they're important because like you said they're places for gathering they're places that bring us peace joy and the gardens are always a place of healing as well Thank you so, so much. And yes, you will see me at Longwood this summer when they throw those gates open. I think um, I'll grab a a friend or two and our masks 
and our gloves and we'll come up and we'll say hi, okay? Excellent, I would love to see you here in the garden later this summer, this fall, Terry, thank you. Thank you, have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you very much, you too. Okie doke. Now that was fun. And nine times out of ten, yes, Sharon and I were both at Longwood at the same time and we never even knew it. Public gardens, national public gardens, they are comforting, they are nurturing, and they continue tradition of recognizing the beauty that surrounds us. I know Longwood will be waiting to welcome their guests with open arms when it's safe. But in the meantime, if you're looking for suggestions of other public gardens that might be a little closer to home, got a couple of books to recommend. Two books written by Barbara Glickman, Maryland's Public Gardens. And the second one is Capital Splendor, Gardens and Parks of Washington, D.C. Now, I've got these books on my shelf. I've had them for quite some time. But it's nice to go back and reflect on places that I might not have visited in a while. Another book I would like to recommend is Garden Walks, in the Mid-Atlantic, beautiful gardens from New York to DC. This book was written by Marina Harrison and Lucy Rosenfeld. Books open up a whole new world for us, especially when we can't be there in person. Let me leave you with a little thought This comes from Anne Lovejoy. Gardens are diverse as the people who make them. Until next time, this is Terry, Cottage in the Court. Visit my website, cottageinthecourt.com, Twitter, Instagram, Cottage in Court, and If you want to hear me collaborate with my friend Peggy, listen to Gardens and Plants, a local podcast featuring things to do and what we're doing in our gardens right here in the DMV. Until next time, bye.